welcome to episode four of Your Hearth at Home. My name is Tara and I'm so grateful that you are here. Today I am excited to be speaking with Serge Jaswal of the Conscious Brotherhood. Strap in because his energy is absolutely magnetic. We talk about how he has always felt as though he's been on the spiritual path and along the way how particular experiences have continued to propel him forward. He talks about enjoying and honoring the process of learning and awakening to one's highest potential, and to take it slow, enjoying the journey as much as you can. Serge also shares about the work of the Conscious Brotherhood, a Greater Vancouver local group of awakened men living with peace and integrity in their hearts. I am so grateful to be able to share his amazing story with you in this space. I hope that you enjoy. Welcome back to Your Hearth at Home. I'm so grateful that you are here. We are joined today by the amazing Serge Jaswal. He is a friend of mine with a wonderful story, and I'm so grateful and honored to have you here with us today. Grateful to be here, guys. Grateful to be here. Thank you. So I'm wondering whether you might be able to provide us with a bit of context. Um, Here on this podcast, we talk about you know, how we perhaps come to a healing journey, how we come to um, nourishing the sanctuary within, coming to a space of self-love. And I know for you and I, we have um, some threads in common in terms of our healing history with recovery. Um, Just wondering if you can provide any context um, as to how you came onto the healing path and what kind of brought you here. Yeah, no, I'd love to. Um, well, I mean, the work that I've done and the understanding that I have now is different than what I had when I came to recovery. Uh, I do recognize now that I was a child who was going through a lot of trauma. Uh, and my whole life did not feel comfortable. There were moments and times when I really felt comfortable, but I really did not feel like I was good enough or belong, right? And like I said, that's me noticing that now. At the time, I just felt like I was living and it was normal. Um, And I found drinking and drugging and it really just took the ease off, right? Like I started to feel really good. I started to feel like I had this character. It was this party guy and it's like, man, now I can be loud, right? And I was always allowed. I'm an actor myself, so I'm always very artistic. And like, that's where I always found, you know, power. And, and now I could just, you know, you know, ah, and be like brave and all these other things. And uh, I remember that's where it started. And it started at a pretty young age for me. It started, it started around grade 10. Um, with the drinking anyways, and then the drugging started a little bit later. I started around grade 11 and I started to grow up and, and I, I, I always had this feeling of a spiritual connection. I grew up with a father who was really into like, you know, Wayne Dyer and those kind of teachings. And so it was in our house. Right. And he would always tell me little cool things. Like, you know, if you imagine something, you can have it. Like he, you know, these little seeds were planted at a young age too. So I know, uh, I know everything's divinely inspired and perfect in that sense. But as the drinking and drugging got worse and worse, I started to look at those books. So I started to read Wayne Dyer books and I really started to have a powerful uh, connection with that sort of teaching and started to practice the things that the book started to tell us to do. And when I started to do that, I noticed a shift happening. I started to feel a lot better. I started to feel, okay, I can do this. 
And then I would go back to drinking and drugging, right? Like it would be pretty much like I would have these moments, right? And I'm like, oh, I feel so good. But I was still in so much fear and needing to control things and all this other stuff. It, it just wasn't sustainable. Um, and that came to a head when I was about 27. And I, I mean, you know, the loud party surge was gone. I mean, it was pretty much just me drinking and drugging on my own and, and you know, trying to shut myself away from everybody. Um, and I remember, I do remember the day I came to a place where I just, I had done way worse things, right? I had done this amazing thing in an acting class, actually, where we, 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 you present your truth and you really open yourself up. It's called the tornado of talent. And I did it with my brothers and sisters in that class and I did it. And I was just like, I really, you know, felt like I exposed myself. I, I read a letter that uh, my future self wrote to me, which was really cool, a little spiritual experience in and of itself. Uh, and I, I remember leaving that and like feeling so open. I'm like, okay, I'm never going to drink and drug again. Right. Like that's it. I'm not going to drink. I, I, I made a promise. You know what I mean? Like I felt like I could do this. And a week later I had gone back and I started drinking. And I remember what I had done that week later was nothing compared to all the, you know, stuff that I was doing before that and stuff that I had gotten caught for. And like, it, it, it wasn't even comparison. Like it was just like me drinking and drugging alone in my place. But then I, you know, I was going to do something that night that I promised I'd never do. Right. Like I remember for me, it was, I was going to take some money. I was going to steal some money from the house. Right. For my, I was living with my folks at the time and I was like, never going to do it. I was going to do it. I think I tried to do it and then I didn't do it. I went downstairs and I remember, man, I woke up that morning and I was completely, completely burnt. Like emotionally, I could not look my mother in the eye and talk. I was hurting. Um, and yeah, I remember her walking into a room when I was doing something and then I was just like completely broken. And I went up to, I live in, uh, well, at the time anyways, I was living closer to uh, Como Lake area. And I went there and I'd been going to meetings at the time, right? And I'd been doing these things and I'd go about a weekend, leave, two weeks and leave. And I was having these amazing experiences, but then you had to kind of start doing the work and I was ah. You guys are out to get me or something, something's up here. <laughs> I couldn't tell you that at the time. I can just look back on it. It's like, I, I wasn't ready, right? I wasn't ready. It was a process. It's always a process. Life's a process. Uh, but I went to Como Lake and I bowed my head and I said, man. And I always felt like I had this, this thing with God, right? Like I was reading all these books, like we are God and everything. But I really asked God this time. I said, you know what? I'm powerless over this drinking and my drug of choice, which was cocaine at the time. And I remember saying, I need help. And it was like this blast of energy came down my entire body and from the ground, right? I felt completely like, I was just like, whoa. And I had this huge spiritual experience, a spiritual experience that I had been having tastes of my whole life, but really just happened. And I could hear a pin drop from the other side of the lake. Like that's how clear everything was. I could feel everything. I was walking with mother nature and I could feel her, right? Like I could, I could just feel her energy. And I was like, Oh, I know exactly what I have to do. I know exactly what I have to do. And, uh, it was funny. I went home and I got a McFlurry or sorry, I went and got a McFlurry and I came home <laughs> and my sister was living with, like, you know, we were all living in the same house at the time. Um, and it was just like, there was something different, right? She's, I came upstairs and I knocked on her door and I was like, Hey, and she's like, hey, and she, I, she was worried about me, right? And she came downstairs and I said, no, I'm, I'm going to do it this time. I'm going to go. And, and yeah. And I, and I went and I started asking for help. And that's when the journey really started. And, and like I said, man, the spiritual growth has been happening my whole life. But that's when it really kicked in, right? And, and here we are. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That, is, that is amazing. You know, I've never actually 
her described a spiritual experience. Yeah, yeah, it was, it's the best I can put into words, right? Because it is an experience and it's different for everybody. But uh, yeah, man, that shift, right? That shift in consciousness and in knowing, really, I, I would say knowing, like the, the feeling of knowing, like, oh, I know what I have to do. Like, it was just like, ooh. And, you know, I, yeah, yeah, the obsession at the time left to drink. Like, I didn't feel like, I just didn't feel like it, which is crazy because I always felt like it. I'm like, oh, I just don't feel like it. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm good. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, um, so then you're, he would you suggest that you've always been on the healing path then? Yes, I definitely would. And like I said, looking back now, right, 2020 vision, I can see that this has always been a calling of mine. And of course, I needed the drugs and alcohol to get here. Of course, I needed the trauma to get here, right? Because how else we don't get here if everything's going smoothly sometimes? I'm not going to say for everybody. I don't want to say that go out and get some trauma for yourself and then, you know, heal. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I, I will say for me, uh, things had to get uncomfortable to wake up, right? And here we are. And it wasn't always, you know, perfect, right? Like even in my, uh, even after I had that huge spiritual experience, I had a bumpy road, right? Cause it was just dealing with that trauma and that fear and, and the certain things that I've gone through and, and the level of, of, of wanting to control things was, was strong in me, right? Was strong in me. And, uh, it's something that I work on even today. It's something that I work on even today, right? Of, um, you know, trusting myself, trusting myself is a big thing and, and trusting the process I'm in is a big thing and, and little things. So like, yeah, it's not like it, it just happens and then it's all gravy, but yeah, it's been a life, lifelong thing. Mm. And when it comes to your spirituality, mm -hmm. I, I understand that spirituality tends to be an umbrella term under which perhaps denominations or religion might fall. Right. Um, how how does that work in your life how how does um how how do you mm. how do you define your own spirituality it define is a strange term but how, do, yeah. how does it express in your life so for me i'm not part of any religion i would say although i love the teachings of all the religions right because i go to the books i go to the teachings and i and I also seek out um, people who write about them to tell the true teachings, perhaps, you know, I'd like to call them the true teachings that we're, we're not dwelling into. And so my spirituality is my connection with spirit, with God, with universe, and my connection with Mother Earth. And these books and these teachings and everything just feed and, and help me to grow my consciousness right towards that connection and creating a stronger connection with that. So it's not with any sort of... Um, specific thing i do have guides right like i have a guidance and and i and i feel all of that so there are certain modalities and stuff that i i how would you say um i guess you know speak to me more right resonate with me more uh but yeah it's not any sort of specific religion or anything uh i feel like they're all gravy they're all good so <laughs> awesome yeah yeah i've used the term gravy twice now I, i'm obviously hungry but <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. Could you speak a little bit more to what you mean by guides? Yeah. So for me, um, it's actually really beautiful. During my spiritual growth and experience, I started to do a lot of different healing modalities. So sh shamanism speaks a lot to me. 
uh, and the work that I've done with shamanic healing, uh, as well as energy healing. And what started to happen was in my meditations and speaking with others, I always felt this connection to spirit. And I could feel guidance coming through. And, and I could feel guidance coming through. And as I started to meditate and I started to do different courses and stuff like that, I, I recognized for me that they were like, you know, Archangel Michael, Archangel Uriel, Archangel Gabriel, and, and these angels and stuff like that, that really started to resonate with me personally, as well as certain things like, you know, my grandmother and my grandfather, they started to come up, uh, you know, even some during readings when people were talking to me. And, and then I started to have these really cool experiences, like, um, uh, one that was just phenomenal. I remember one day I was in a really rough place <laughs> and, uh, and I was asking for assistance and asking for help. And I almost felt like something was sticking something into my spinal cord and I felt 10 times better. <laughs> like I was just like, Oh my God, I feel amazing. And I went and talked to somebody the next day and she's like, Oh my God. And I didn't ask, I didn't tell her about any of this. And she's like, Oh, Archangel Michael is right behind you. And I was like, cool. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, I've been feeling it since last night, right? Like this feeling uh, in my back. So I just, I guess I started to resonate with that sort of conversation and those sort of things and, and, and then started to trust it more, right? Started to trust it more. And in my meditations, I feel them here with me. And, and we have many guides, right? Many guides. I've got an old, uh, old Indian guide with me too, or a Native American guide, I should say. Um, and there's just certain things that come up for me during my healing and during these practices that, that I start to connect with. And I start to connect with my different guides and I start to ask for assistance, right? And, and yeah, it's been, it's been a growth from that point on. Um, yeah, yeah. And a lot of angelic, a lot of angelic realm stuff comes to me. And once again, like I said, I'm not part of any sort of specific religion or anything like that, right? And everybody's own connection with that word and what it means to them will resonate with them. But for me, yeah, I feel a connection to that. Amazing. That's the best I could put into words. I, it's been like, I was like trying to break it down and I'm like, Oh, I don't even break this down, but it's just been the slow process, right? Like the slow process of growth and, and trust. And then just, I guess just listening, right? Listening and, and going about the day. Yeah. And, and you've mentioned trust like quite a few times now. And yes, mm. For a lot of people, if I'm speaking of myself, um, yes. coming onto the path, I don't feel that I have always been on the path. Um, mm -hmm. So trust has been a and continues to be a very interesting piece of the journey. Um, right. And you you seem to be quite um, uh, embracing of practicing trust in oneself, in one's guides. And I'm wondering if you have any um, advice for somebody who is struggling to trust or, mm. or just, you know, that really analytical, logical brain, like how does one, you know, be, be more open in your opinion? Well, yeah, I'll say it because I could basically just talk to myself a week ago, you know, <laughs> like if I was giving some advice because it's like that. It's, uh, it's something that I'm working on right now, right? Trusting and being, trusting and being. I keep getting that, you know, from my intuition, right? From, like I said, guidance and stuff. It's trust and be, trust and be. Uh, and I would say the biggest thing you can do, I would really start with either finding somebody 
who can help you to meditate. I know you do some beautiful work, right? We do it at the Conscious Brother for Men and, and there's, you know, everybody, whatever resonates with you and really start to meditate, right? And get in touch with your intuition because that's the key. Um, and then there's many different things you can start to do to pull back the veil, right? Whatever that might be for you, whatever resonates with you. Um, but it is a process. And the first thing is if what Tara just said or what I'm saying to you right now resonates with you, you've already started that process. That's an important factor. You have already started that process. If what I just said right here, or what Tara just said, um, says, whoa, right? And it speaks to you. Then all you got to do is follow that and do the next thing and do the next thing. Um, for me, man, believe me, like if I'm doing this, I always think, man, people can do it because my ego wants to kick in and it still does kick in, right? But I'm so grateful. So when that analytical brain kicks in, which is a beautiful thing, our analytical brain's a beautiful thing, right? We don't want to hate that thing. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, the fact that we're aware of it, just to give gratitude for that, just to give gratitude for that. Because people aren't even aware of that. Right? People are running around in their, in their fear and their egos and they're, and, and they're doing whatever they're doing and they don't even have that. So even if you can get there, oh my God, right? And I know it's uncomfortable a lot of the time because it was uncomfortable for me to start to recognize that. But I would say it's a very slow process and just to take it, take it one step at a time. But if, if you wanted something immediate, uh, I would say find somebody, yeah, that can help you just to kind of ground and meditate ground and meditate, right? Just to start to recognize, okay, these are thoughts, these are thoughts, these are thoughts. And that's the process. That's the start of it, I would say. And yeah, absolutely. And on that vein, yeah. like, I'm so glad that you mentioned the conscious brotherhood because mm. um, this is an amazing support space. And I'd love for mm -hmm. you to speak a little bit um, more about this brotherhood and, and what you do in this space for support yeah i'd love to so we do actually uh do meditation at the group so the group will come in and we are a group of awakened men living with peace and integrity in our heart and spreading love and joy is our biggest thing and how do we do that well we go through several processes of discovering what that means for every single man and every individual right uh so we'll come into the group and we'll start with the meditation. Uh, so we'll center there and those will be different meditations every single week. And then we'll do a check-in for the week to ask where everybody's at. Uh, and we will also call in attributes of things that people are going through, right? So it's always a little bit of work with shadow work. So we don't want to deny anything. Everybody is welcome to come to the group and bring what they have. And that's the point of the group is to sit there with another man and be like, okay, brother, you feel depressed. I honor that. I honor that. Right. You feel sad. I honor that. I honor that. And to see people, and I know I've had my experience with it because I've seen people go through it, but to have somebody else honor how you're feeling when you're beating the shit out of yourself because you can't honor how you're feeling gives you the permission, right? Just to sit, just to sit for a second. We talk about that analytical brain and that, that, that overflow. It just shuts right down when you're allowed to sit, right? It just quiets right down. So we do that work and then we'll do a check-in and people will bring in what they're going through. And it depends on the week, but sometimes I'll ask people, hey, guys, you know, this week I challenge you, right, as men, to bring something to the table. Like, what are you going through and what's something that you want to work on? And then we'll go from the moment. We'll, I'll work with intuition in the moment, right, and I'll trust. And we'll do certain processes or activities to help put us in that centered state. And a lot of the work that we do do is connecting, right? Connecting with whatever may be your 
your calling again, spirit, universe, God, connecting with Mother Earth, with nature. And then we'll go from there and we'll, we'll start to look at what brings you joy. That's actually been a lot of our conversations lately. What brings you joy? And I'll ask a lot of men a lot of the time, you know, what do you want, right? And we have a little process that we go through to, to peel the layers of that. Because a lot of times when you, when you want something, you peel the layers away. And all of a sudden, you know what I want, man? I want to be happy, right? I want to be content. I want to be loving. I want to do this. I want to do that. And then we ask, okay, how can we put this into action in your life? And we go from there. So that's a little bit of a rough overdraft of what we do. But yeah. Yeah, a group of awakened, I, I always try to say a group of awakened men living with peace and integrity in their heart, right? Spreading joy and love. And the biggest thing we always talk about, it's hard to give away something you don't have. It's hard to give away something you don't have, right? You can love other people, but you will feel depleted. We talk a lot about filling our cup up. That's a huge factor of our group. Fill your cup up fully. And uh, from there, the overflow goes to others. Because I've lived both lives. I have lived the life where I've, um, you know, back in the day, even like with my acting and stuff like that, I'd be, I'd be, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd do these, you know, things and I'd start working and making money and all this other stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'm king shit. And I, I could feel that ego, like, you know, feed, right? Like that, you know, and, and that's okay. That little bit of drive is good. But when I, you keep doing that and then you're not taking care of yourself, what happens to you is what happened to me and you get burnt out. You have nothing left. You don't have gas in the gas tank, right? And people love you, right? You, yeah, you're getting out, you're doing all this stuff, but you're, you're killing yourself. So we always talk about the important thing is how do we find this stuff for ourselves? And to tell another man that he can do that. To tell another man, hey, brother, you know what you can do? Because we love you. You're here with us. We love you. You can love yourself. You can go home. You can hold yourself the way you want to be held. You can love yourself the way you want to be loved. You can take care of yourself the way you want to be taken care of and then watch your world just expand and grow, man, because then you can give that stuff to others. And that's the important factor too at the end of our group and the meeting. I always tell people, who can you help this week? All this beautiful loving that you've given yourself. Now go out, go out and give it to somebody else. Give it to somebody else. So yeah, a little rough overdraft, but. Mm, absolutely amazing. And yeah. What I have noticed, and you can correct me if this is not in your experience, what I've noticed is that in general, on the healing path, I see fewer men, which is one of the reasons mm. why I was so excited to speak with you because you are not only one of the men, but a leader as well in this right. field. And so I'm just wondering if you could speak a little bit more to perhaps why fewer men, if that's also your experience. Yeah, it's been my experience. It's funny. I, uh, you know, it's a little plug here, but a beautiful place I love to be at is White Lotus Divine Healing. It's in Fort Moody. It's a lovely spot. Uh, beautiful, beautiful people there. And um, it was funny, you know, when I started to go to the events at that group. I'd always be joking. I'm like, man, I'm the luckiest guy alive. Like there's, you know, 12 women, 13. <laughs> I'm sitting there I'm like, Hey, hello. <laughs> but you know, it's, yeah, you, it, it happens quite a bit. Right. I do. I do recognize that. Uh, and I think honestly, it's just because of the programming. We have not been taught how to be men. We have not been taught how to be men. The idea of what a man is in this world or, cancel that what it used to be right we are shifting rapidly right now obviously from what i'm talking about all the men's group that are 
in existence right now are growing. I've seen so many men growing. But what we've been taught about before is don't talk about your feelings, right? Don't talk about your feelings, you know? Get shit done. That's another big one, which is an awesome trait when you are talking about your feelings and doing your stuff and then being decisive and then action from love. That is a beautiful thing. But when you're told to shut yourself down and just keep going, uh, that doesn't leave a lot of room for you to explore these beautiful things, right? And to start doing this work. Um, I always fell on, and I'm grateful that I chose the path of acting at such a young age because it's such a beautiful thing, right? And I always found power and vulnerability. I remember having these experiences where I was allowed to feel on stage and be honest on stage, right? And I know we're playing characters, but like we do, you do rehearsal processes and I have these moments where I was like, oh my God, I'm just being honest. <laughs> it feels so good. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I want more of that. I want more of that. Uh, and I don't think a lot of people get that. Don't, you know, a lot of men um, may not be having their artistic expression and whatever that is. And they're not giving their gifts fully and truly to the world. And I do feel um, that that is shifting. I feel that that is shifting big time. I think men that are still a little bit confused as what it means to be a man in this world, uh, especially older men who have lived an entire life like this, but even younger men too, right? Because we're at that place right now where things are shifting a little bit. It's like, ooh, and it's getting beautiful, right? Now there's a little bit more balance. Now there's a little bit more growth. The feminine is rising and, you know, and guys are like, ah, what, what, are we, what, am, I, what am I doing here? So I think it's a really important conversation to start having. And I feel like there's going to be a lot more growth in that area uh, the, next, the next while, the next while, because there has to be. Otherwise, you know, like I said, man, you're going to, you will burn out. I don't think with the shift and what happened, I mean, you know, we can get deeper into it with the shift and what's happening on the planet right now and the energy rising. I don't think it's possible to stay the old way unless you are really, truly deadening yourself inside, right? So that's what I feel. Yeah. And, and what, like, when you mentioned the feminine rising, yes, it's, it's interesting. Could you speak a little bit more to that and how that pertains to uh, men? Yeah, no, I'd love to. Um, well, I mean, because hmm, we all have the masculine and feminine essence within us, right? And that, I feel, has been greatly out of balance. And that's why I think the last little bit has happened the way it's happened. We've been oppressive towards women. Or, and now I'm not going to say all men. Hell, I'm a lot better than I used to be. I hope all men are. I don't think I was that bad. But as a society, the idea of what a man is and what he has to do is to dominate, right? To be above, to be higher, to be superior. And then that started to loosen up and loosen up and loosen up. And we got in the 80s and the 90s. And now things are just growing and growing and growing. I'll say really the 70s, right? That's when this huge shift started to happen. And uh, yeah, we've had a little bit of back and forth from that. But the rise of the feminine being that empowerment of the feminine essence, right? That empowerment of the creativity, right? Of that, of that, of that song that sings. I think that's what's happening right now. And that is rising big time. Because what happens is when we are stifling our feminine essence, and this goes for men and for women. Again, when I talk masculine and feminine, I am talking about the masculine and feminine essence within all of us. We are predominant. I'm a predominant male here for me. Uh, you may be a predominant female for you. But what the practice that you're doing, either the masculine or the feminine is all within us. And when we are, when we are suppressing anything in ourselves, that thing just starts to weaken, die. And that's when we get sick, right? That's when we start to really hurt inside. So you're seeing a rise of that. You're seeing a rise of that oppressed feminine essence within all of us, I think, that's really starting to grow. 
this nurturing, like, and, and I, I hear that when, um, when you speak about what you do in the um, conscious brotherhood, um, right. talking about um, like self-love and right. joy and these different um, just maybe, maybe just a little bit softer um, mm. in character, these things. Um, and that, that to me triggers like these, this feminine essence, right? Where, where you are embracing in this group, these things that um, are bringing you more into balance, which is just so like, it's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like, you know, the feminine essence got many traits to it, but like speaking your truth, right? When you're stifling yourself and you're just deadening that artistic, beautiful ocean of the feminine essence which is in all of us i mean god it's an ocean right how long do you think you're gonna hold that down and we've done it long enough and when that starts to break and blow and like whoa like that's when that's when you start to sing right that's when you start to sing and actually from my experience the masculine essence dances and is stronger when that ocean is roaring within right and for every man, like, I mean, everybody's like, oh, I want to work on masculine essence and feminine essence. Maybe you go, you're working on both. It's a balance, man. It's this beautiful thing that's happening within you. And they rise and grow together, right? So. The beautiful yeah. polarities. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Um, so in terms of you personally, as a, a leader um, in in this and bringing people together what um types of things do you do in your time to keep your vibe high to maintain mm. your connection to your guides to spirit and just to to keep yourself on balance that is actually an awesome question because i've actually well what i've been doing for the last little bit is especially with this quarantine situation we're in right now, it's allowed me the time to have a morning routine to do that. So immediately when I open my eyes, what I do is I, I do very, something very simple. I'm like, ooh, these sheets are nice, right? <laughs> like this pillow, ooh, this pillow feels good. You know what I mean? Like just a little thing, right? Recognizing how I'm feeling. I'm not denying anything, but ooh, this sheet's nice. Ooh, these pillows, are, I'm grateful for this bed, man. Oh my God. And then I'll go from there and I'll give gratitude for, you know, people, places, things that I'm grateful for in my life. And I'll just start with that. That's a great train to get on. You know, I'm not perfect at it. I don't do it perfect every day. But uh, when I can really start on that train of gratitude, okay, here we go. Here we go. Right. And the, the, that, that train starts moving and then I'll get up and I'll do what I have to do. So, you know, I'll do my washroom stuff and whatever else I have to do. And I'll either go into a meditation first and then I'll go for a walk in nature. So I like to spend, and the beautiful thing is with this quarantine, I've had the time to really go out and spend time in nature, right? And the best thing I can do is just be with nature. Just be with nature, right? Even if my head's rambling off, this doesn't mean that I'm perfect, right? My head might be going nuts, but I'm like, okay, if I just get to that walk and allow my intuition to kind of sing or my, allow my intuition to sing through me, I just need to get on that walk and be, right? Be with nature. And then just giving gratitude, right? Mother, thank you, thank you. Oh my God, the air, the air, all the birds, the birds, right? Just little things like that. And then I'll sit down and I'll do some grounding work. Um, 
and the meditation as well, right, is very important. So that just kind of helps me center, you know, be in my body, be here now, be here now. And yeah, and that's a great way to get it started. We were actually just talking before the podcast, like I, like, you know, when my head's going off like crazy, I was just like, I just went into nature and I came back and I was like, oh, that's all I got to do. Because <laughs> I'm sitting there trying to figure out why my head's going crazy. And I'm like, oh, okay, now I'm going to sit here and I'm try to outthink my thoughts. And like, I fell into that pattern. And I'm like, oh my God, right? And then all of a sudden, I went for a walk. And I was like, oh, okay, here I am. So we just kind of raised the vibes up a little bit. And throughout the day, right? If I can help somebody, I go and I help somebody and, and little things. I've been starting to play at the djembe drum and I really enjoy doing that. Um, what what yeah. was that? Sorry, what, what, what do you I, I just actually started to play uh, djembe drum. What is so that? How, it's a type of drum. So it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. We don't have a picture here or anything like that, but it's a new drum that I, or a new drum that I got. That'd be the name right there. Cool. Yeah, man. Just little things. So like I'm, I'm practicing that. And I would say that's actually a huge factor to it is doing some artistic expression, artistic expression of some kind. You know, even if you don't have a lot of time during the day, journaling is an artistic expression, right? I always tell the men, you know, you got to just, if you got the full day ahead of you, set aside 15 minutes to do something, something right for yourself. I just need to do this right now even if the day is full and all this other stuff we're going to get to that but we're just going to start the process slowly right so just little things that you can do i think is a great way to keep your your vibes high mm. and like i said i'm not perfect man it's not all the time right and also i do want to say it's not about running because the thing that i used to think was okay I'm feeling like this, ah, I'm not going to pay, I'm, uh, I'm not going to pay attention to any of that. I'm just going to, okay, I'm going to go do gratitude. I'm going to do 50,000 gratitude and everything's going to be okay. And at the end of the day, I'm still feeling it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's okay. I, I, I muscled my way through the day in gratitude. And sometimes, you know, that's the best you can do, but to also accept that shadow aspect of yourself and how you're feeling. If you're feeling angry that day, you're feeling angry that day. You're feeling angry. I honor that, right? Okay. And you go from there and it's a different kind of anger that way. Now you don't have to lash out at people. Right now, you don't have to take it out on anybody. You channel it. You work on something. You do this, or you just go about your day, and you're you're present because you're present with yourself. I think is a big factor. So, how does how would you suggest one finds a way to channel that anger? Right, if mm. you know, like you're saying, you know, um, artistic expression. Does do you suggest that one just follows things that? brings them joy usually or any thoughts on that i i would say it's different for everybody yeah like because for me it's different right like i do kickboxing i enjoy kickboxing i've been a martial like i've trained martial arts my whole life like i really enjoy doing that stuff right so sometimes just getting it on a bag is the best thing i could do very artistic because the bag's better than you know other people <laughs> so that's a good way to kind of channel that and and do that um but yeah, it's in my work too, right? Like I love acting and like I'll put it in, okay, the sound feeling, boom, you can kind of blast it into something. Um, yeah, I would say that it's different for everybody, but whatever your outlet is, it's fine, right? And we're not trying to like throw anything away. It's about transmuting it. It's about transmuting it. This isn't about, oh, I'm pushing it away. It's there. We're going to transmute this energy, right? To remind yourself of that. There's nothing wrong with you. This isn't about getting rid of this. That's not the issue. <laughs> That's not the issue at all. It's a part of you. Feel it. Transmute it. Right? And we transmute it into joy and to love. 
yeah, that would be, that would be the best thing. But yeah, like I said, man, I, I, I love doing kickboxing. I love training. I love just different things, right? Going to the gym is a fantastic, fantastic art, art you know, artistic expression, I think. Um, if you want something that's simple and grounded, but yeah, you know, maybe making a painting and letting it out on the painting. Oh, what a beautiful thing to do, right? Let it out on the painting and just show your work there. Mm. Little things. Mm. Yeah. And I guess it's sometimes it's really daunting to try. Um, mm. Like if I think when I, as I try new things, it gets a lot easier. But when I first started to try to find outlets, right, it was very, it was a big effort to try something new. Yes. So maybe whatever you try, start slow. <laughs> yeah. What was your experience? Like when you started to do the new things, like what, like how long did it take for you? Like, did you start to notice it right away or did you have like a few days or? I think that for me, I, I would reference what you said about not running. Um, mm. I really ran, um, really put in place like lots of things and big chunks of time, which right. ended up holding me back because I came to resent the practice because I didn't actually want to do it because I wasn't actually creating a foundation to grow on. Um, so for me, I guess if I were to answer my question, I would say whatever, whatever one chooses to try as a creative outlet to go slowly, mm. start slow, start low right. in time, start slow, just try it on. Um, because for me, that held me back from progress for a little bit because I didn't, I, I, it was work. It wasn't self-love. It was like dragging myself through the mud just to get there. You know? Right. Yes. And that's the, oh man, you speak, oh, I'm picking up what you're putting down. It's beautiful because like, I hear you so much, right? Cause like the whole thing is if you're doing it to escape yourself, you're just doing the same thing as a TV does, as a drug does, right? We're just kind of finding a new spiritual way to run from what we're going through. And that's not the point, right? The point is to experience the journey. Because I'm, I'm starting to realize, I think that that's what I heard when you said too, right? Is the experience of it is the joy, is the joy. The joy is not over there not seven days from now yeah you're gonna feel better and that's a beautiful thing to remind yourself things are getting better right i noticed that in my days oh every day oh something's better something's better <laughs> it's nice i'm like oh like you know when i'm in like a crazy spot especially with my head i just always remind myself oh things are better but to enjoy the process right and to allow just to allow is a big thing but yeah i totally hear you on that thank you for sharing that thank you yeah thank yeah. you is there anything else that um, you'd feel called to share uh, about anything in your experience? Mm. Time. Give yourself time. Give yourself time. I'm in that process right now, guys. It, it gets me emotional saying it, but give yourself time. Yeah. I talk to, you know, I know I'm here talking to men, but I'm talking to everybody. Like, Give yourself the time. You deserve the time. You are worthy. 
you are worthy, right? Just little mantras like that, that you can keep saying to yourself, even in the hardest, hardest days, you are worthy. And it's okay how you're feeling. It's okay how you're feeling. It's welcomed. Uh, we, yeah, a little thing I do with the men, right? Like, you know, and it's something I was taught actually from a, a beautiful men's group I'm part of. Like, um, well, I'm sad today, you know, aho, welcome sadness. You know, I'm angry today. Aho, welcome anger. Welcome, welcome, right? You can even bow at its feet. Welcome. Oh, I love you. Thank you, right? <laughs> really, just give yourself the time. Give yourself the time. You're already, you're already where you need to be. You're already where you need to be, right? And the rest will unfold. So beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. In the, in the giving yourself the time, you recognize you're already where you need to be. <laughs> I love that little whatever you call it polarity or yeah. Mm. yeah so if someone is interested in joining um, a conscious brotherhood meeting uh, obviously this podcast is not limited to uh, the greater Vancouver Canada area that being said we are in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic currently and Perhaps there's meetings online. Um, could you share a little bit more about how somebody might be able to get in touch with you or the Brotherhood should they wish to? Yeah, definitely. So you can locate us. We're on Facebook and Instagram right now. So we're the Conscious Brotherhood. You can add us on there. And we, if you're interested, please message us. So we do a group meeting every single Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. It's going to be on Zoom. And if you are interested, just message the group. And we will send you the Zoom ID. And right now it's free of charge, right? Obviously, we're not meeting in person or anything. So it's a totally free group. Uh, if you are interested and you want to check something out, this is a great time to do it. Uh, otherwise, when we do meet in person, we do ask if you can pay to pay, right? It's a donation. Uh, but we don't like to turn anybody away because if you need help, you need help. So, yeah, yeah. If you are looking to join our group, it's going to be every Tuesday at 7 o'clock. Uh, and, yeah, just message us and we'll send you the Zoom ID. I just want to thank you so much for joining us, for sharing your enthusiasm. It is infectious <laughs> and your, just your spirit and your story. Um, really, really grateful to have your voice here. Um, it's needed and it's appreciated. I'm so grateful, Tara. Thank you. And you know, likewise, right. This is such a, I mean, we're on zoom doing this or whatever, but I can feel like such a, a calming, loving presence here. And I'm loving to see your growth. We are good friends. And it's awesome to see how much you've grown. I can just feel your, your fire speaking more. It's, it's fantastic. So I'm happy for you. Mm, thank you so much for witnessing me. Yeah, thank you. And thank you so much for being here. I'm grateful. Thank you. Mm. so grateful to have had this opportunity to speak with Serge about really important topics to everyone and especially to the men out there who are looking for support. Please make sure that you go check out Serge and the Conscious Brotherhood both on Facebook and on Instagram. And let me know, how are you enjoying these episodes so far? Do you have someone in particular who you want to hear in this space or do you have certain questions that you are looking to have answered? please connect with me on social media. All of the links are in the show notes. I'm sending you so much love and I will see you next week. Namaste.